It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 850, an excerpt from chapter two of the audiobook, Everything That Remains, by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy that reads you blog posts, usually, every day of the year, including holidays. Topics include personal development, productivity, minimalism, and anything else that I think can help you optimize your life. And I say usually blog posts because sometimes I narrate book excerpts or play audiobooks that I've recorded myself, and that would be today. I'm gonna finish up chapter two for you from everything that remains by The Minimalist. You can hear the first part of chapter two in yesterday's episode. So let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. When I finally peel open my eyelids hours later, I'm blinded by every bright surface. The morning sun angles through the windows, obnoxiously spotlighting my face and the objects in the room, casting shadows indiscriminately on everything that is beautiful and everything that is not. The white walls are screaming in the Florida sun. Everything appears bleached. I need a coffee and several ibuprofen. According to the woman on the phone, they don't have a big enough U-Haul in stock. She says I have to wait until tomorrow, which is fine. I have plenty of packing to do today, starting with the brimming bedroom closet. Why does she have so many winter coats? Doesn't she live in Florida? I mean, didn't? Didn't she live in Florida? I feel a pang of sadness. Surely she didn't wear any of these high heels. And pantsuits? Really, Mom? Pantsuits? When was the last time you wore a pantsuit? And it's mind-boggling to see all these blouses with price tags still attached. Here are two bathrobes, unworn, sale tags still dangling like a friendly reminder of wasted money. Although I guess I can't point the finger, can I? I too own a lot of clothes I don't wear, a lot of that I don't use. What am I going to do with all this stuff? I mean, I don't want to commingle mom's stuff with my stuff, so that's out of the question. Carrie and I already have our house thronged with our own personal effects, our living room furniture in the living room, our bedroom furniture in the bedrooms, our entertainment room furniture, and our, well, you get the picture. I don't even have room in our vast basement, not with all the bins and boxes and assorted plastic storage containers from the container store. Another phone conversation reveals that a storage locker in Ohio, one big enough to store most of mom's possessions, is only 120 bucks a month. I'm not great at math, but my back-of-the-napkin arithmetic unveils an annual fee that approaches $1,500. Not exactly a bargain, but I guess you've got to do what you've got to do, right? The contents under mom's high-rise Queen Anne bed look like they were pulled from a bad mystery novel. There are several wicker baskets, picnic baskets, filled with stained off-white table linens. She didn't even own a dining room table. Nearby, a boxed wedding dress takes up several cubic feet. Is it her dress? I hope not. My parents divorced in 1984, a thousand miles from here. And what are these? Three boxes, oddly labeled three, four, and one. They look like cases of old printer paper. Kind of heavy. The cardboard is sealed with layers of brown tape. Here's a fourth box, numbered with a large numeral two. Aha! Rearranging the boxes uncloaks the climax of this Dan Brown-esque mystery. One, two, three, four. But what is inside these boxes? The first box reveals the same contents as the second, which contains the same as the last two boxes, old elementary school paperwork. My elementary school paperwork, four years of it, grades, you guessed it, one through four, each box littered with English, math, science, and more English writings. The original Joshua Fields Milburn writings. I bet those will be worth nothing someday. As it turns out, I wasn't that great at English, although my prepubescent handwriting is somehow better than my present-day hieroglyphics. Case closed. You're like a modern-day Nancy Drew. But here's the real mystery. Why? Why was mom hanging on to decades-old schoolwork? She obviously wasn't getting any value from it. 
After all, the boxes were sealed, unaccessed for 20 years, just sitting there, tree bark in a box. If she were here, she'd probably tell me she was holding on to a piece of me in the boxes. But how? I was never in these boxes. I didn't even know they existed until this moment. And yet she thought she could keep a piece of me, memories of me, by keeping these things. This thought infuriates me. Our memories are not in our things. Our memories are in us. But wait a minute, aren't I doing the same thing with her stuff? Except instead of little boxes under my bed, I'm going to squirrel away all her bits and pieces in a gigantic box with a padlock. And just like her, I will, in all likelihood, leave it there, sealed for a score in an edge-of-town storage locker, the final resting place for her belongings. Faced with this realization, I pick up my phone and dial. Thank you for calling U-Haul, your moving-in storage resource. My name is Randy. How may I help you? Hi, I need to cancel a truck. Good news for me. I wasn't ready for another blockbuster season of Ryan and Joshua Move Heavy Things. I was wearing a jacket when I left Ohio two weeks ago, but there's no need for one in Florida. It's still middle of summer hot here, scorching for mid-October. 98 degrees, 95% relative humidity, air so thick that my hair parts in strange ways and frizzes like it's mad at me. I'm sweating just thinking about going outside. I spent the last 12 days divesting myself of mom's property, her furniture, her clothes, even her supply of doilies. All of it sold and donated to help the charities that assisted her through nine months of chemo and radiation. Into the heat of this morning comes peace, an ineffable weight lifted. I call a shuttle to drive me to the airport where Ryan will be waiting for me on the other side of my flight. I'm headed home with four boxes of photographs and many years of memories inside me. Before I exit the apartment, I turn around and take one last look at the empty space, staring into the vastness of everything that's gone. The stereo is no longer there, but Daniel Martin Moore still plays in my head. Ah, uh, but you know, it's time for him to go. Perhaps this is my stray age. Someone once told me that our bodies as cells regenerate every seven years, making us completely new people at seven-year intervals. I'm 28 now. Maybe this is my fourth regeneration, my chance at a new start. An opportunity to be kinder to what I've been given, for that's all there is, and the meter is running. You just listened to an excerpt from the audiobook Everything That Remains by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com old. That concludes chapter two. I can play chapter three for you soon. I'm sure I will, but for tomorrow, I plan to be back narrating blogs for you. And like I mentioned yesterday, you can get the full audiobook for free with a trial of Audible with my link, oldpodcast.com slash free. 
I'll keep this ending short for you. Thank you for being here and subscribing to the show, even when I'm not feeling the best and playing previously recorded material. But I'll be back tomorrow narrating blogs for you, hopefully. So I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.